with Ryan Shumpert, BrentHubsVolQuest.com, previewing another huge baseball series for this Tennessee baseball team. Ryan, capacity is going to be about 50%. They're opening up a little bit more. I think you're going to see probably some student athletes at the game from other sports as well. There's a lot going on surrounding this weekend besides baseball, but between the white lines, this is a monumental series against arguably the two best teams in the SEC East and maybe two of the four best teams in the SEC overall. Yeah, I think you, you know Vanderbilt's in that top group, if not the best team in the SEC, and then Tennessee's kind of played its way into where I think you have to put them in that top group if, you know, maybe at the bottom of it, but the old Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. So it's, it's just like you said, it's a massive weekend, the biggest home series in a long, long time, and that was kind of uh, – Vitello was obviously asked a lot about the stakes this weekend, and his message was – Kind of, it's just another series. We got to just take it what it is. If you get yourselves too high in these games, you're probably not going to play very good. And then if you ever have a series where you downplay it, you're probably not going to be up enough ready to play. So his his tone was, we just got to take this like a, another opportunity and another chance to continue to grow as a team. It seems like a little bit of a, I don't want to say a different tone, but a little bit of, it is different from what he said against the, uh, going into the Florida weekend where he clearly played chip on the shoulder, uh, I don't know, maybe there was a little more confidence going into that series because Tennessee was favored to win by most people or they were the higher-ranked team. But but did you find it a little interesting that the tone was much more about, hey, one pitch at a time, an inning at a time, it's just a ball game, let's, let's you know, with, you, you can't ride too high or too low. When last week it was very much chip on the shoulder, we can play against anybody. we got to prove ourselves. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I was a little bit surprised by that, but I think the degree of it is just what they did. And, you know, every week it feels like what they do elevates a fan base that, you know, isn't remarkably into baseball, but you get the series win over Florida and more people are in, more people are excited. They're seeing that top five ranking. And I think there is just an extra level to this weekend with Vanderbilt being an in-state team, having possibly the two best pitchers in the country, being kind of the gold standard of what Tennessee is trying to chase the in-state rival. So I think that was part of it. And then, I think part of it might have been just, you know, the questions he was asked. He was asked about, can you remember a series being uh, – going into a series, do you remember when one has been hyped up like this? And he's just, you know, I remember in the past the series that have been great after. They've been, oh, they've been heartbreaking or, man, what a win. But it, it's hard to remember going into it. you got to have to let that book be written first, I think was the phrase that he used. Yeah, and obviously he's trying to make sure his team is ready to play because you know they're reading stuff this week. Everybody on campus is talking to them about this series, and it's got a different, even a different vibe than the Florida series had, and there was a lot of hype going into the Florida series. Let's talk about the matchup specifically. When you think of Vanderbilt, they're a little bit beat up right now, but you think automatically of pitching. Uh, when you talk about Rocker and Lighter, the two best starters, I think, in this league, you may have a different opinion, but – um, they're right there at the top for sure. How does Tennessee score against this pitching staff? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and I would agree with you, two best pitchers in the SEC. And I think you look at the way the matchups fall. Saturday, Jack Leiter against Will Heflin. That's going to be a real hard one for Tennessee to win. You go look at the Sunday matchup. Vanderbilt hasn't announced their pitcher. They've been shaky there with their Sunday starter. You think Tennessee's got a little bit of an advantage, obviously not as big as the one on Saturday. So I think – you point to the big game being Friday night, Chad Dallas versus Kumar Rocker. And I think you just have to, to take advantage of when you have opportunities, which is what they did well last week. Rocker's not going to walk you a ton, but he is a guy that will throw a good amount of pitches. So I think Tennessee's ability to wear him down and maybe get to the bullpen will be something worth watching. And then the other thing I think is worth watching is 
I think you'll have see a Tennessee team with a confidence against Rocker. Not that they won't against Leiter, but two years ago, they hit Rocker around really well in a game that they won against Vanderbilt. And then I think when you add that with the fact that Rocker showed some human this last week, pitched pretty poorly against Georgia, I think you'll maybe see a team feel like they can take advantage of the opportunities and, and we don't just have to eke one out. Let's butt the run over every, you know, button the runner over every time we get someone on. So I think that Friday night's the matchup to look at. And I mean, Leiter's just been so unbelievable this year. 055 ERA, 84 strikeouts in 49 innings. He's just been basically untouchable. So when you add that with the, the Heflin matchup from the media perspective, I see that being a hard one for Tennessee to get. So I, I put the focus on Friday night and what Tennessee can do against Kumar Rocker, a guy that they've, while he was a freshman, while it was early in his career, a guy they've had some success against. Obviously, Chad Dallas set the tone last week for Tennessee the way he pitched on Friday night. Uh, but Tennessee at the plate set an interesting tone. They got good at bats. They were patient. As you mentioned, they were timely in their hitting. Um, why is this team so patient at the plate? I mean, that, that's not the – particularly in college baseball, that's not the biggest characteristic of, of a hitter that you see out there. This team, one through nine in the lineup, seem to have an unbelievable amount of patience at the plate. Why is that? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question and a hard one to tackle. I think part of it you see, you have a lot of veteran hitters in Tennessee's lineup that aren't stars. Evan Russell, Luke Lipsius, those are guys that have been around the block. They know how the SEC works, and they don't have the talent of, you know, a lot of seniors and juniors in this league that are just going to blow you away, go out there, hit 12 home runs on the season, hit over 300. So I think you have guys that have learned against SEC pitching, and they feel like that's their best approach. And then you look at it, I think there's guys like Max Ferguson and Liam Spence. That's just kind of their MO as baseball players, as hitters. They're going to be competitive. They're going to work at bats. They're going to make you earn it. And then they get on when they get on base, they're going to test you on the base pass. But where it makes it really – interesting and odd or whatever you want to use is the fact that it's those middle of the order guys, the Jake Rucker, the Jordan Beck, the Drew Gilbert, the guys that are probably going to be top five round picks in the MLB draft at some point who are really good hitters. Those guys have that same patience. So I think some of it's probably something they're, they're getting coached to do. That's something that Vitello likes and likes about this team. But at the same time, I don't think this was something Vitello has been pushing from the start of the year that this is what we're going to be offensively. I think he's kind of, as the season's gone on and they've developed that way, he's kind of taken it on as this is our MO, this is our identity, and let's lean into it. But I think it, it's a combination of things. And like you said, certainly something strange to see at college baseball, like you said, across one through nine, really every hitter in the lineup. Yep, it is unusual. It's paid off for him. And it paid off for him big time last week with um, a lot of two-out hits, um, timely hits. You know, we talked coming into that series about how they couldn't strand a bunch of runners. They didn't do that against Florida. Uh, particularly on Friday night, you feel like base runners are going to be in a premium. When Tennessee has an opportunity in scoring position, they have to deliver in this series, don't they, Ryan? Is that the biggest offensive stat is Tennessee's ability to deliver when they get runners in scoring position this weekend? I think it is because I don't think Tennessee's lineup is going to go out there and, and hit a bunch of home runs against the opponents. And you're just not going to get too many opportunities against Rocker. You're not going to get too many opportunities against lighter so when you have those chances you really have to take advantage of it and I think I think where it gets interesting is how Tennessee played it I mentioned earlier about bunning guys over does Tennessee I don't think Tennessee gets too aggressive in doing that with a single but I, I do think you see Tennessee lead off an inning with a double almost no matter who's up that's going to be the game plan let's get the runner over let's get the runners in while we get the chance especially on Saturday night when you have 
Dallas throwing, who's the guy I think Tennessee has a lot of confidence in. All right, let's talk about the bullpen. We talk about it every week. Where where is Tennessee in the pen? What's their bullpen look like this weekend? Is is it what we saw last week? Has it changed any? I mean, I know they're getting a little healthier in some spots. What is what does it look like behind the three starters? I think it looks pretty similar to what we've seen the past few weeks. I, you know, it's hard. I think to begin with, it was going to be hard pressed for Vitello to make a move and give Jason Rackers or Will Mabry or any of those guys their first opportunities and this big of a series and, you know, less maybe they're up big or down big in a game that could change things. So I think to begin with, that was going to be a, a challenge. And then you look at the midweek game against Western Carolina, not a very good display of pitching from Tennessee, not a very good display of some of those guys that are kind of on the cusp of uh, getting into the weekend rotation. So I think you see a lot of those same five guys that they've been rolling with. And then they used Housley at the end last week. Vitello talked about Housley's outing, which, you know, by the numbers didn't look great on Tuesday, he wasn't too concerned about it. He said, you know, he was out there competing, throwing strikes, attacking like we want him to do. So I think you maybe see Housley more. And I think the big question there is just what do they get from Redmond Walsh? Do they trust what they have from Redmond Walsh? Because he did throw last weekend, but he didn't throw very long. He didn't look awful. He didn't look great. It seems like their trust of him is kind of low right now, which just puts them at four guys in the bullpen they trust. And that's going to be very challenging. And if that's the case, I think you see Housley take more innings this weekend. All right, Vanderbilt comes in in a, in a surprising weekend last weekend in a Thursday through Saturday series. They lose two of three to Georgia. Georgia's not a bad baseball team. I, I don't want to suggest that they are, but I don't think anybody saw Vanderbilt losing that series to Georgia. How, how big of a deal is that? How, how, how much of that is, a oh, there's an opening there, or is that more of, uh-oh, it's a wake-up call for Vanderbilt, or is that just, you know, guys, it's baseball in this league. You're not going to take every series. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I've been thinking about all week, and that's what one of the questions I asked Vitello today, and that's what he said. He didn't really have much insight on it. You know, you think you're going to get Vanderbilt's best punch this weekend. I, I'll say that. I think them losing that, they're going to be locked in 100%. And, look, they probably would have been anyway in a top-five matchup. They do have something I think worth watching. You mentioned earlier they had three position player starters out last week, two bullpen guys, Isaiah Thomas, who hit 352, six home runs, one of their best hitters was out last weekend. He's expected back this weekend, played in the midweek game. So I think that's something to watch. And yeah, I, I think it's hard to say. I think the one thing you, you feel confident about is you're probably going to get your best punch from, from Vanderbilt and a locked in Vanderbilt team. So in, in that sense, I think it's maybe a bad thing that they played poorly the weekend before, but at the same time, I think Tennessee sees it now as an opportunity that maybe Vanderbilt doesn't have this top spot in the SEC East racked up and you look at Vanderbilt's schedule it's pretty challenging down the stretch they get both the Mississippi schools still and Florida still so Tennessee has an easier schedule going forward than Vanderbilt does if Tennessee can get out with a series win or even just get out with a, a win this weekend I think they're still going to be in the hunt for an SEC East title and I think that's why at the end of the day Tennessee has to would be probably like what they saw from Vanderbilt last weekend like to see the, uh, the slip up I guess you'd say. Well, and, and I think it's important to, to note when you talk about what's ahead for both of these teams. Uh, look, Tennessee submitted their bid for a regional. They're going to make the SEC tournament. This is not a, this is not a season make-or-break series for Tennessee. It is a great opportunity, but there's certainly a lot of baseball to play on, on, on the back end of this series. And for Tennessee, there's greater opportunities when you look at how the schedule is down the stretch. So this is not the end-all, be-all but it is a huge opportunity for this program for sure. Yeah, just, yeah, you can't even put into words what an <laughs> opportunity it is to 
I mean, like, like we talked about at the very beginning, the last time you've had a top five matchup at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, it's been forever. It's been forever since you've had a hype around the Tennessee baseball team and the chance to go out and steal a game against, you know, I know they're number two in the rankings right now, but a team that's widely been thought of as the best team in baseball all season with the two best pitchers in the SEC who have been just fantastic all season long. I think the, the opportunity to even steal just a game, but to steal a series just as a, another chance for Vitello to push this program to another level and kind of keep on uh, breaking down walls. Well, if you're Tony Vitello and you're the University of Tennessee, this is exactly what you have been building for and what you want. You've got a home series. Weather looks like it's going to be okay. It's not going to be hot, but it's going to be okay weather-wise. Saturday may be a little bit of threat of rain, but otherwise it looks like you're going to get this series in. Um, and this is what you've been building for is this opportunity. Can Tennessee capitalize? We'll find out. It should be an intriguing matchup as Tennessee and Vanderbilt and a top five matchup in the SEC square off at Lindsey Nelson Stadium starting later tonight in a three-game set. He's Ryan Shumpert. I'm Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com.